that's how Facebook works. And that we algorithm changes the all the fucking time. We have we to be to the toilet, honey. I'm sorry. It's fine, we keep it. So if you're on your phone. We'll have a couple minutes um, to do the sharing. Colts should trade Andrew Luck. I know. I just hope we can win a game. That this team is light years away from winning its first Super Bowl. From management to the, the, the structure on the team to the pieces that they still need. To if you're a quarterback and the injury affects your throwing shoulder. So India has the number three pick in the draft. I'm seeing this team taking a quarterback and, and moving on. The rivalry is back on. The backup role has suited me well in my career. So aren't at 32, but they are this year. Oh, yeah, look at who knows with Andrew Luck? I'm worried about the running game. I'm worried.
Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, Colts fans, boys and girls, and millions in attendance. Welcome back for another episode of D-Line Sports here at the beautiful Burning Bet Studios, where all your trash talking comes to life. That's that's so nice. It is pretty nice. I'm getting better at this introduction thing, aren't I? (laughs) Anyways, we want to start out thanking our friends over at Preferred Mechanical Services for all your heating, cooling, and plumbing needs. Give our friends at Preferred Mechanical a call. I believe a number is going to pop up on the screen. If not, give our friends a call at 317-924-4042. Tell them D-Line sent you and receive a 10% discount on your service. Now, that's only for a residential, not commercial, because my, my buddies, they do commercial and residential. That's only for your house. If you own a 300-unit apartment complex, you're not getting 10% off. Sorry. Damn it. But if you own a home and you need your air conditioning serviced, which I highly recommend you do that, the season's getting ready to start. Once the hot hits, it's going to take weeks to get a service personnel out there. So give our friends at Preferred Mechanical Service a call today. Tell them D-Line sent you, get your 10% off. We also want to thank the band Brother O' Brother. Yes, they uh, do our intro music, in case you didn't know. They will be playing April 29th at 7 p.m. at the Hi-Fi on the south side. So anybody that likes going to Fountain Square area and hanging out, that's a good place to go. Uh, They've really cleaned that up. Yes. Fountain Square area used to be rough as a two-headed cob. (laughs) I don't know if I've heard that. but Yeah, it's pretty rough, let me tell you. (laughs) But that got that area really, really cleaned up now. Yeah. It's It's a good place to go hang out. I recommend going. They're a hell of a band. Yeah. What kind of band are they? They're uh, they're a rock band. They're a two-piece. A two-piece rock band. A two-piece rock band. They're very, very original. I like them a lot. I do, too. I love that they're, <laughs> they're letting us use their music on our yes. videos. I mean, you want to talk about get jazzed up, pumped, and ready to go. Yeah. That's exciting. Do. We also want to thank our friend over on Instagram. If you like our videos that we show and you like the videos that we show on uh, Vernon Betts' Facebook page, um, a young Colts fan has an Instagram page called Colts Vids, V-I-D-Z. Go check him out on Instagram. See all his videos. You can see any other videos uh, that ourselves and him are collaborating on. Uh, but this is a very talented young man. Um, he does excellent work. And he's a huge, huge, huge Colts fan. So, well, we got some background. <laughs> Who is this person? Why is she in our studio? This, Isn't this the he man woman hater club studio? No longer. We, we've, in, we've injected some estrogen into our mix here. We've uh, been invaded. She's She's a fantastic sports fan is she a Colts fan sorta 
sort of. Oh mostly. my god. She's a she is a football fan. She is a golf fan. She is a horse racing fan. I believe Does she, she likes like lawnmower Brady. racing. I think she enjoys a little bit of hockey. A little maybe not hockey. No, you don't like hockey. Okay. This is Kristen Claiborne. Hi Christian, welcome to the show. And if you guys need further information, Christian's gonna start helping us. Um, with some research topics, um, we are guys. We forget things real fast, real easy. So names pop up. They're in our head, but not on our tongues. So Kristen's going to help us out with that. So everybody, give Kristen a big thumbs up. Well, welcome her to the show. We are honored to have you. Thank you. She'll also be helping us keep track of our uh, comment line on Facebook Live, so we'll be able to answer questions a lot easier. Oh, that's fantastic. cool. Yes. Is she going to tell us every comment? Like, hey, big, bald, fat guy, you suck. I hope not. Okay. That's good. <laughs> we get a She's going to screen them, I believe. We, we get a lot of those comments. Anyway, she goes, how's your week been? It's been great. Uh, really got into watching and following the Masters this past weekend. Uh, Who are these people in my studio? <laughs> I mean, if you're not if if you're a sports fan and you're not a Tiger Woods fan, there's something wrong with you. Uh, Golf is not even a sport. Oh, it's a sport. It's a sport. If nobody gets hit. <laughs> you have somebody walking around carrying your equipment for you, telling you what you should use, where you should put the ball <laughs> placement. How is that a sport? Well, the only thing good thing about golf is riding in the golf cart, drinking beer. Well, I, yeah. I like drinking. The rest of it's not even a sport. <laughs> That's what I used to think. Until the first time I picked up a club and I tried to hit that little ball. It's tough. That first swing humbled my butt real fast. And I seen how hard that sport truly was. And I've been a fan of it ever since. I'm not much of a golfer myself. I, I've... I pick up a club and it's a disaster waiting to happen, but I, I can appreciate it. I, can I, appreciate I, it. I love it. I don't get to play with play it as much as I I want to. Uh, one, I stopped drinking, so that took a lot of fun out of it. But two, I've had two back surgeries, so watching Tiger Woods come back from what a, a ten year, eleven year since two thousand and five. Well, he is not one. He's not one. Nobody wants to add that up. Fourteen years. Christian, is that correct? The last time he won a major was in 2008. The last time he won the Masters was 05. Yes. I found some interesting facts about that. You said that really... Like, yeah. Like, I'm excited. Like you're talking getting excited and take both hands above the table, please. Ooh. This is a family show. <laughs> so, there have been a lot of things happened since the last time Tiger won the Masters. We've had three different presidents, Bush, Obama, and now Trump. Uh, LeBron has left Cleveland to go to Miami, left Miami to go to Cleveland, then left Cleveland again to go to L.A. Uh, we have three NFL teams that have moved, and nine different teams have won Super Bowls, all since Tiger Woods has won how do you have time to find all this <laughs> crazy information? I had fun looking for it. 
<laughs> that is that is that's a big time span, and it really is in sports. It's it, it's a millennium. It really is. I mean, you look at any other sport. How are you going to have one player do that in that length of time? You know, in football, and then come back and be on the top of yeah, this game. exactly. It's just you just don't see it, and and to see Tiger do this, I think it's. Kristen brought up the the great comeback he had over the weekend. It's a great comeback period. Just coming back after fourteen years to come back and win this same tournament again with that big of a span of time in between, it's it's amazing. Well, what impresses me the most is he's undergone four different back surgeries. Yeah, I've got. Yeah, we're not talking about the other stuff. I've had two back surgeries, and I'm lucky to put my socks on every morning. Yeah. You know, because your your mobility diminishes with each surgery. I'm just extra large. and Well, that doesn't help my case, but... <laughs> so for him to have four mm-hmm. come back like he has, and then this year to start the, start the golf gear off, winning the Masters is absolutely amazing to me. And I agree. The only thing that he, to me, that he didn't look like from back in 2008, he looked better, in my opinion, than he yeah, did back there's then. There's more poise. I mean, he's got arms of the size of Darius Leonard now. Yeah. The only thing that he doesn't, that he has to stop doing is taking his hat off. Yeah, you know, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Get a little LeBron thing going on yeah. up there, yeah. You know, yeah. by next year, bring, bring it on home. By next year, bring it on home. Holes shining. <laughs> but yeah, Tiger Woods most definitely impressive. And those are, those are some cool facts. That's that's a lot of a things lot. happening in between that span. Yeah, especially in sports. That's crazy. I wonder how many people. You should have looked up how many people graduated high school. Well, I know my. My son started and finished school within that time span. Wow. So, yeah, that's, that's a long time. Wow, my goodness. My goodness. Anyways, what else you got about the Masters? Any of that other... Did you get to watch it? I got to watch some of it. I got updated on it a lot. Uh, <laughs> but... No, I, I I didn't get to watch a, a lot of it. I got to see some highlights. What I saw, that there was a lot of going back and forth, especially on that last day. Uh, I think there was there was several lead changes as far as who was who was in the lead. That he only won by one stroke. He was. How he won by two. No, he won by one. It, it was he finished he finished the the Masters thirteen under. Oh, he was fourteen. No, it was, was thirteen. The next one was twelve. Okay. The next one was twelve, and there were like it may have been four or five golfers that were tied at twelve under. So it was it was a very a competitive, race, yeah. very competitive tournament. Awesome, awesome. All right. Well, you know we got May next month. Yes. So all you open world race fans, we will be talking about the IndyCar series. Especially the Indianapolis 500. It's in our backyard. We've all been there. We've all been drunk, passed out on 16th Street at one time or another. Se- seen more things than we'd like to see. Hey, and as a young man, you grow up real fast on 16th Street, 2 o'clock in the morning, the night before the race. We went to the race last year, and we were parked in, on the outside of 
turn three. Yeah, turn three. And we were in the waning moments of the race, and we were looking across the track and noticed that there was a, a man wearing a Speedo and a pair of flip-flops and a cowboy hat, and that was all he was wearing. He had a big old beer gut, and he's leaning against the fence with one hand and the wind blowing his hair and the breeze and taking in a lot more sun than he should probably get in a lot more beer, too. I went down there one year with my buddy. <laughs> And we was with his uncle and some of his friends, his uncle's friends. And one of his uncle's friends walked by a long John Silver's and was pounding on the window, screaming, I want some fish-flavored pancakes. Just beating the hell out of that window, screaming, I want some fish-flavored pancakes, damn it. Oh, my God. That, that, that has stuck in my memory forever. I can't remember my own name, but I'll remember that for That's the rest great. of my life. So many great fun stories about the track. Yeah, especially back in the old days when when you go in the infield and, and do all the party and uh, yeah. stuff like that. But you guys out there, uh, if you're open well fans, if you're race fans, if you're the just a 500 fan in general, get Keep ready. it in mind. It's uh, on its way. It is on its way. So we're definitely going to be getting into that soon. Um, got a lot of cold stuff going on right now. Yeah, we got the uh, off-season conditioning coming up. That that seems like it's it's going right along as it should. No no reports of injuries. Uh, we don't have anybody that's going through any big rehabs or anything, so that's great. Uh, we're not going through what Jacksonville's going through. Good. Yeah. No 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 arguing with management about not wanting to show up to do off-season conditioning or anything like that. We've we got a pretty good team that I think they're they're playing together and they're they're preparing together. That that's always puzzled me, and maybe you or somebody else out there that can fill me in. Why can't the coaches be involved on these all season uh, conditionings and and the different little practices that coaches can't be involved? Why are they still with today's world? You know, kids. You know, pick a sport and they play that sport the entire year. Yeah. Either for the school or in a club or something, but they can stay in that sport all year long. Be trained, be coached, and then you get into the high school level, whatnot, and they got, you know, NCAA rules. And that part I understand because they are kids. You know, you need to have boundaries set or some of those coaches will take it too far. But on the professional level, why are those boundaries still there? Well, and on the, the you know on the professional wants level, to practice the hardest. Whoever wants to put more time in, those are the teams that are going to win. Let them do it. Well, on the professional level, I think it comes down to a, a matter of leveling competition. So you you tell the teams, okay, so you can only have organized practices for this time span for this long. You can only do these certain things during those practices. I think a lot of that has to do with the competition and keeping it even because, like you said, some coaches and some organizations will take it too far. But if you're a professional and you're being paid for that, you understand that. You understand that, hey, this organization takes it way too far. I don't want to sign with them in my free agency. There, there, was, there was a lineman in Minnesota uh, a few years ago that died during the uh, off-season conditioning, I believe. 
I can't remember his name. But <clears throat> I think that's where a lot of this started. And then the uh, NFLPA got involved and said that we're going to limit times for contact. We're going to limit times for off-season conditioning, things like that, because it was all just, it all became part of their, their collective bargaining agreement. And once that got in, that's what it is. So I think going around next time when they come back for uh, their CBA negotiations, the, a lot of this will probably change. I believe that. So I, I just uh, I don't see it being relevant at this level, at a professional level. Well, you they should what? all they it, should it, all it, be taking care it, of their bodies and and eating what they should be eating and working out four hours a day and running and conditioning. But these guys have lives outside of football, and I understand that. And and it's an extremely rough yeah physical sport. You need that downtime. I understand that. But if you have players that want to be coached, that want to work on their technique. You know, that want to work on their timing routes. You know, that they want to work on their arm speed and strength. Yeah. They should be able to be coached at that facility with their their coaches that they have on their team. That's just my opinion. Well, if you look back at teams in the past, like if you look back at the the Peyton Manning era Colts, there was was a lot of talk about how Peyton would get together with the receivers at Duke University during the off-seasons. And this would be uncoached practices. He would get together with it, with them at Miami University. He would they would have these little trips where they would go on, and that's what they did. And you would hear about them showing up an hour early for practice and and stay an hour late every day, just working together, where the coaches weren't involved. So damn the CBA, we're going to do what we want to do to get better. And I don't think you get that commitment out of every player. I think you get that commitment on special players because I think you can get a, you can get a long way with hard work and you can get a long way with talent. But if you don't put those two things together, the, the talent and the hard work, then you don't get the, some of the special players that you have at that level. You'll take a good player who, who isn't very talented. And if he works his ass off, he might make it into the NFL or you could have a player that's extremely talented, but, He's lazy. He might make it into the NFL. But the guys like you see that, that made it into the Hall of Fame, the Peyton Mannings, the Emmett Smiths, the Barry Sanders, some of, the, some of these guys, there was a, a rare combination of hard work and talent. I just think they should be able to go to their, their home facility, be coached, and yeah, see, I don't not, know. not be treated, I don't know, I don't not know be all treated like a high school yeah. outfit. It, yeah. That's all. That's all. I mean, and it Peyton Manning's record shows, you know, that that work pays off. Yeah. I mean, he's the first ballot Hall of Famer, hands down. Um, and look what they've been able to accomplish. But if you can make the rest of your team, maybe not have the same will as he did, but make them have the same will. Your team's going to go a lot farther. Your team's going to do a lot more. And, and that's, that's, well, that's and, to and, me, that's what being a professional athlete is. That's what being a professional organization is. Doing everything you possibly can 
to put yourself in the best position that you can. Yeah. And, you know, your coaching staff is the biggest part of that, you know, because ultimately on Sunday, you know, you're, you're running the coach's plays. Well, if you've got a special motivator, you've got a guy that's, that's especially good at being a coach, uh, somebody like that guy out east that we don't really care for. That we don't uh, say his name in the Yeah. And, uh, Tony Dungy, uh, Bill Parcells. I mean, you can go down the list. There are guys, Bill Walsh, uh, Tom Landry. I mean, guys like that. You can go down that list, and you can see those guys put in the hard work, and then they were they were special people. They were special leaders. They got people that wanted to be part of that, and they would work hard to be part of that. So there you go. Still didn't answer my question. Why can't they? Why can't they? Yeah, I understand all everything. That well, you right just now said. The, the rules dictate that they can only spend so much time. Okay, good. Enough. Together, it's organized. That's all you had to say. With a coach, twenty minutes on this, and all you had to say is, <laughs> "Hey, it's in the collective bargaining agreement. It's in the rules. It is what it is. It is. Not everybody likes it." <laughs> hey, I got an email from the Colts. I wanted to share with everybody. Um. I didn't tag it. Yeah, it's called uh, Colts Skill Camp. It is Saturday, June 1st from 10 to 1. And it's at the West 56th Street practice facility where the Colts themselves run practices. Mm -hmm. And it's designed for boys and girls grades 2 to 9. It's $50. But I think that would be really, really fun to take your son or daughter – let them get, totally get some training by some of those guys out there on the same field that the Colts play. So I got this email, and I just wanted to share with everybody. That's, that's cool. um, June 1st from 10 to 9, or 10 to 1. If you guys are interested in taking your – and I'm sure it's on the Colts website if you want to check it out. Um, but I wanted to, wanted to bring that up for everybody. Now, next question I got for you, Coach, mm-hmm. is I went live the other day, you know, told everybody what topics we're going to cover, and, you know, kind of gave them a preview of what, what the show is going to be. And I asked them, if, asked people if they had any topics that that they wanted to uh, us to hit, hit on. And several people messaged me, and they want to know which Colts player has the most to prove in the 2019 season. Oh, that's intriguing. Uh, I think if you look at it, maybe you look at somebody that, that had a, a tough time last season with injury or somebody that's trying to break through into the starting lineup or somebody like that. I, I like Deion Kane for that. He's going to be coming back. Uh, I think he got injured in the preseason last year, mm-hmm. week one. And there's there's a lot of talk. The expectations are high with this kid. I know he You're was, very yeah. He he wasn't a super high draft pick, but he showed a lot of promise in the preseason, and uh, from what everybody talked uh, about him in practices and things last year, I hope that he has a breakout season and proves why we picked him. Uh, I think uh, Taekwon Lewis. I think he started off the season. A little slow last year, but as the season came along and towards the end, he really busted out. 
and I think he's going to be one that's that's got a lot of a lot of promise going into next season. I think he's going to show us something. You know, I think has the most to prove is Chester Rogers. Boy, he's got a he's got a to me he's got a fight ahead of him. He to started hold out on to a spot with this organization as predicted to be a a number two receiver. And he slipped back, slipped back, and got himself on the special teams roster. Well, with the addition of Devin Funches and, like I said, the Dev or Deion Kane coming up, uh, I don't think that's going to make things easier for him. No, he's he's got a lot. That's why I picked Chester Rogers for to answer this question. I think he's just, and I think he's very talented. I think I think some miss some some drop balls that he had. Um, was 100% his fault, but he is a good receiver. He's fast. I think he has. I think he has the long arm. He has the potential to be very good. Yeah, he could do everything that we need him to do if he'd stop dropping those balls. And he he caught several last year. He got several touchdowns. Uh, he does really good, and you know, on special teams. But I know he wants to be a starter. I know he wants to. He wants his wide receiver job. That's a big hill to climb for him. I think it is. But I, if he gets to it, he's going to be unstoppable. But that's like I said. That was my opinion. I think Chester Rogers has the most to prove. Um, that was a good question. I like that question. Oh, no, no. Pat Eric says thank you. <laughs> you got it, buddy. Do you want to? Let's go over the schedule. Yeah, I, I, I want to go over that a little bit too. That was that, that's nice that we finally got that out there. People know who's playing who and when they're playing and where oh, they're no, playing. It was and... almost like Christmas time, waiting for your parents <sighs> to tell you you can open your daggum presents. I know you're sitting. There I get waiting, so excited about it. And... God, here it is. And the the very first thing I did after I sat down, I looked at the schedule. Loss, win, 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 loss, 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 win, 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 loss, win. Well, let's go through them. Yeah. Let's go through them. Game number one at the Los Angeles Chargers. September 8th. Uh, it's it's the season opener, and we are flying all the way across the country to L.A. to play a team that we have historically had all kinds of trouble with. And unfortunately, I feel like we're going to take an L on that one. I don't like it. But I feel like and that's... I don't like you. <laughs> I think that's... Because I hate Philip. That's going to... Oh, I can't stand that I guy cannot either. stand that I can't stand him. He's, he's, he's good, though. And that team's, that team's really improved their defense. They're going to have, they're gonna have a, a decent pick in the draft this year. I think they're, they're, they're only going to get better. Uh, but Philip Rivers is getting old. I think the the big thing that that hurts us going into that game week one is just the the travel, and it's and it's week one, and so week one. yeah. So everybody's not going to be on the same page a hundred percent yet. So I feel like we're going to start the season off with a limp. It's quite possible. Now I got him winning that game. I think talent versus talent. I think we've got him. I honestly believe that we can win that game, but I do have a a, a hash mark by that. Um, because there is a good chance that we don't want it for the exact reasons yeah. you said. You know, you're traveling cross country. It is the very first game. Um, 
And a lot of teams need a couple games to, you know, really you start up. getting the engines firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Is that going to be us this year? I don't know. Depends on how our practices go. Depends on how hard the coaches Injuries. push them. Injuries is injuries. always key. Um, but right now, everybody's coming back off their injuries for us, aren't they? Well, it's the off season. Nobody's hitting each other yet. Well, that's true. We can't so, get, can get people hurt on Yeah, the concussion train hasn't come into town yet. Yeah, we can get people hurt in preseason. All right, game number two, at the Titans. I feel like uh, we'll, we're going to bounce back after losing to the Chargers and go into Tennessee and hand them a butt whooping, like in the old-fashioned sense. I just feel like the Colts are a better team than Tennessee, and – They've got a little bit of the little brother syndrome going there with us, and I think we're going to take the win on that one. A little bit. I, I, I got a win on that one, too. But I don't want nobody to sleep on Titans. No. Look what they did last they're, year. They're very young and on very On the talented. road with a lot of different teams, New England, Pittsburgh. You know, they, they didn't finish the season very well. But they made their mark on the road. Yeah. Yeah, they sure did. You know, I don't want to sleep on them. Now, I think we are going to go in there and we're just going to pull their pants down and spank their ass. Yeah. But I don't want to sleep on them. <laughs> All right, week number three, Atlanta Falcons here. That's our home opener. Uh, Atlanta doesn't scare me to death. Their, their defense is a little bit on the weak side, and I think we exploit them and get the W. So, nice. starting off two and one. I got a W-2, and I'm at 3-0. Week four, Raiders, home. I think the Raiders run into the same trouble that we did in week one. They're going to be traveling all the way across the country to come play us at our place, and I believe we're more talented than them. I just really do. Their defense is if, – if everything falls into place like I think it will in the draft, I think their defense is going to get younger and faster and probably improve. But that offense is the same offense that we're looking at last year. Antonio Brown with it being added to it. But I, I think we take them. I really do. I think we do too. I, I've got nothing but love and respect for John Gruden. I've always liked him. Um, even when he went back to the Raiders. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still a Gruden fan. The man knows football without a doubt. I think – the Raiders' only problem up to this, at least at week four when they face us, is that they're not going to know each other well enough yet to be firing on all cylinders. That team is pretty much brand new. Yeah. And that, some, that, and that fourth week is kind of like at the end of the honeymoon phase for, for teams. Right, right. So you're going to get through that at first quarter of the season, and after that, teams start to gel a lot more. And my thing is they're going to have so many new – faces on there that honeymoon phase is going to take even longer you know i'm thinking maybe week six week seven then the raiders are really going to show show up show out and show who they are and, yeah. and that young they're, they're going to be a decent team this year defense is going to be wrecking folks yes i just don't think they're going to be ready for us no i, I agree with that all right week number five back to kansas city on sunday night on prime Sunday. time under the lights. And I'm facing made, the magical unicorn <laughs> that shits rainbows. I, I made a prediction during our, our last show talking about Kansas City 
and I predict we're going to win this one for those reasons. I got us winning that game too, but yeah. I got a, I got an asterisk by it um, because you can't deny what Kansas City has. No, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes alone are are make for a good offense. Yeah. My problem with Kansas City is their lack of a running game. And now that they're losing Tyreek Hill, likely, maybe for the season, maybe for four weeks, whatever ends up happening with that whole domestic violence situation, I'd prefer not to get into. Um, they, I think they're going to be not nearly as good as they were last season. Their de- and their defense did not improve. They got worse, if that was possible. Well, we ain't, we ain't to the draft yet. That's next week. Yeah. But – I think we're going to go back to Kansas City, put our foot down, and say, hey, this shit isn't going to happen. I think Houston's going to go into Kansas and have one of the best games of his life and show them that they made a mistake for letting him go. I'd love to see him have a three-sack night that night. That'd be great. Four or five. I mean, this guy, Houston is is a beast. Yeah, he's tough. If you've never watched him him play, you really need to. Yeah, he's he's, – and going back, he's to, strong coming off the edge. Going back to the team that just let you go for whatever reason. That oh, he's gonna, have, yeah, he's, he's gonna, gonna, have gonna a good make week a statement. Week. Yeah. Okay, the next week they have a bye. I think we're gonna win that one. Yeah, that, that's. Uh, I'm gonna take that as a no loss <laughs> week. Uh, we might, you know, whatever injuries are ailing us that week, we might get some of those people back. So that'll be helpful. All right. Now at at week six to buy, I'm I've got us at five and zero. Oh. With two, two, I, two asterisks. Four and one, four and one, and I, I stand by, I stand by all my predictions. So that's that's where I'm staying, sticking with it. Well, I'd hope so. I ain't gonna stand. <laughs> all right, and then when we're coming off the bye, going back in home against the Texans. We are at home against the Texans. We're gonna win against the Texans at home. Yeah. That is a very good organization, but we're at home, and. I feel like teams within your division, if they're equally as talented as you or close to that, I feel you're going to get a split no matter what. I took the home one on this. The home win. I I agree. But I think we are to the Texans what New England used to be to us. We're just New England used just to be one of those teams that just gave is a monstrous hill to get over, and you you rarely get over. I honestly think we are that to the Texans. That and they've got some issues out there. JJ Watt, he's he's getting. He's not getting I love JJ Watt. I've always loved JJ Watt. They did so resign. I won't trash talking too much, but he is getting old. Uh, Deshaun Watson, he's still trying to figure out. This NFL system, and I love Deshaun Watson. I well, think he's a talented, talented. This is this is magical man. year three, though. It is well. That first year he was hurt more than half half that year. So mm-hmm. you gonna give him the full three years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. It still counts. I just <laughs> they're gonna want to come in here and they're gonna want to beat us so bad because we beat them last year in the playoffs. Yeah. That is going to be their downfall. They're well, I I just don't I don't think I don't think that they're they're as good as us, quite as good as us. I'd put it about even, maybe. 
Oh, I wouldn't even go that. I wouldn't even maybe even with this. But we're at home. That's that. That's where I got this one. And this and it's it's a divisional game, and we're at home. We gotta protect home field. All right. Well, see, that scares me because we've got we've got a bad record of protecting home field. <laughs> All right. Week number eight. Broncos. Your beloved Broncos. Oh, the De- the Denver Broncos. I, Isn't not, even that say something about the Broncos? Well, that's uh, that's that's an trophy. old that's my old team that I used to play for, but that's oh, okay. that was actually from my coaching years. So but, it wasn't for Denver Broncos. No, it wasn't Denver. Oh, okay. Um, Denver is kind of like what you were saying. We've got some history with that team, and we beat them when we're not supposed to beat them, and we beat them when we're supposed to beat them. And we beat them when they're going to the bathroom, and we beat them when they're eating their cereal in the morning. We just don't lose to Denver very often. And I don't think this is going to be the year that they beat us with Joe Flacco at quarterback. I don't think so either. Yeah, I think they're in trouble, and I believe that puts us at 6-1 and one for me. It, me, it puts me at, <clears throat> at no 7. Yeah, 7. 7-0. and oh. I'm, it's, we're looking at a hell of a start for the Colts next year. I yeah, think. I'm at 7-0 and at this point with only two Ashers. And those Ashers meaning, you know, that that game could literally go either way. Yeah. But I'm still predicting a win. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Week 9, Pittsburgh Steelers. And we're at Pittsburgh. Why is it that we always have to play at Pittsburgh? Because they're scared to come here. I, I want to burn Heinz Field to the ground. I hate that place. I hate the Steelers. Um, I'm not a big Steelers Any fan at FBI all. agent listening to this show, he did not really <laughs> mean it. Do not put him on the terrorist uh, watch list. Uh, so, Pittsburgh. By, by all intents and purposes, they did not help themselves in free agency this year. Uh, the draft, I don't think, is – Going to be spectacular for them. I really don't. I, they they how might. Many, how many picks they got? You know, Chris. Who Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. Uh, I can Please. Yeah, yeah I don't oh, think no. they've got that many draft picks to to play with. Make a, a a giant impact like like we do. You know, we've got nine picks. Yeah, I think uh, um, their first round they've got pick number twenty, so they're not even picking very high in their first round pick. Uh. Ben Roethlisberger is as old as my underwear. It's, That's pretty old. It's bad. And it's, he's, my underwear probably has fewer holes. So, I, I, I don't I know how. I don't know. That I'm going to have to go home and, and wash know. my eyes out with bleach. <laughs> I don't but know how. continue. I don't know how we go into Pittsburgh that we can lose. It's I just, don't either. I, I don't either. I think our talent's going to be way overmatched with them. Damn. That's actually quite a few picks. Yeah. It's weird. It was, I think, and they wow. didn't have that many. Where are, where are their picks at? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, ten. Wow. Are most of them like second, third round? So they're strong in the second and late rounds. Yeah. 
They are pretty sure. <sighs> but I still don't yeah. think they're going to have the talent to match up to us. I, I really don't either. Uh, and with all this off-field shenanigans that they've been having lately. Yeah, they turned into that, the Kardashians. It's it's rough over there in Pittsburgh. Yeah, right I don't think that team is ready to play on all cylinders. Now, I do believe they've got one hell of a coach. Oh, Mike Tomlin's that tough. Will, that will he's, get he's that tough. team back together. I don't know if it will fully be this year. But they, they do have the, the capability because he is one hell of a coach. Yeah. All right, do we even want to talk about Miami? Yeah, of course we do. Of course hey, we do. you know what? I did put down a win for the Steelers, but I also put that asterisk by them too because it is an away game. It is later on in the season. And like I just said, uh, Coach Tomlin, I can probably get those boys back on track. Well, I don't have us stumbling against Miami. <laughs> However, every team has has that one game every year that they win that they're not supposed to and every team has that one game every year that they lose that they're not supposed to and if there is a snake bite game on our schedule this one is it i agree 100 ryan fitz magic at quarterback that it slightly scares me a little bit uh i wish come, he'd cut that dad dumb beard he don't oh well he, he looks he looks like a dog's ass with that beard. <laughs> We're coming back home. We're into November. We're, according to my my predictions, we're sitting at seven and one, eight and one. Yeah, eight and one after nine weeks, or seven and one after nine weeks because of the bye. And we're going to play Miami at home. There's no way Miami beats us, right? Supposedly, I got the W. <laughs> I, got, I got the W as well. <laughs> then we got Jacksonville the following week. Okay. W for sure. And, and everybody knows why that's a W. We don't even have to discuss it. Unless you just want to keep kicking a team when they're down. This is and really. Jacksonville is a fun enough team to keep kicking when they're down. This is really, to me, this is the, uh, this is the snake bite game that I put down. This is my prediction. We're going to leave after trouncing Miami and play a division rival that is slightly diminished since two seasons ago, and I feel like we take a loss in week 11 to put us at 8-2. and two. I don't think so. I think the coach is going to make everybody watch last year's game, and it's going to fire them up. Maybe so. It should. But Jacksonville historically gives us all kinds of fits every time we play them, no matter who's on their team or who's coaching. I don't know coaching. why either. I don't know why. It's the teal. The teal. It must be. It, it got to be colors. colors. I don't know. Yep. All right, then we're at the Texans. On a Thursday Another night game. game. Thursday night. Thursday night. Texans is mad at us because we just kicked the shit out of them. At Houston. In week seven. And I think we get our first and only losing streak of the season in an L against the Texans that week. It's a short week. We're going to Houston on prime time, and they know us. And they're pissed. So that's why I put that down. So eight and three at this point in the season for me. We're, I'm at eight and no. 
<laughs> or you haven't you haven't got a loss on your prediction yet? Not yet. You got some high expectations. Hell yeah, I'm a Colts fan, baby. Cut me, and I'm bleeding blue. All right, then we go back to Tennessee. Three divisional games in a row. Yes. Isn't Isn't that pretty weird? I mean, it is, but it's not. I, I like it because you're into the meat of the season. Why not be into the meat of your competition? So, these... These are all these are all teams you're very familiar with. They're you're competing with them for a playoff spot. So yeah, I think that's I think that's great scheduling actually. Uh, Tennessee that week. I think we're coming off of a short week against Houston and taking two L's in a row back at home against Little Brother. We're gonna kick Little Brother's ass. We win that game handily, I believe. Now this is where I'm not changing things up. We got to win on that week too. <laughs> do you know how to write it up? I do. <laughs> All right. Now this is my snake bite. Okay. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Week fourteen, December eighth. Now, if you remember last week when we went through our mock draft, I had the Bucks picking up quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think by this week that quarterback's going to be. Well, he's in, no longer a rookie by week 14. Into that system. Yeah. Um, they've got some talent surrounding that guy, whichever guy they get, mm-hmm. which is there's, – there's several possibilities on, on quarterbacks. Are they going to get the one I said? I don't know, probably because I'm usually not wrong. But I've got him down as a W. But if there's a, a snake that's going to jump up and bite you in the ass, this is the one I think can do it. Well, I, 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 believe, I believe we get the W against Tampa Bay. But I think we need to remember Bruce Arians is coaching down there. Those guys are going to be well-motivated. They're going to be well-coached. Well-coached. And whoever is playing quarterback for them is going to be throwing bombs by then. Um, I still think we get the W just based on the fact that we just have more talent. Oh, I do, dude. I got the W written down. Yeah. But if there's a snake bite, that's the one that's, in my opinion, is going to where it's going to come from. Okay. Week fifteen. Monday night at New Orleans. Hey, I like how we're doing this back and forth thing. That's pretty cool. Yes. It makes us look like we're professionals. <laughs> Well, <laughs> wow, I'm getting trash talked in my Okay, so unfortunately, this is another W or another L for me. I've <laughs> it's a prime time game in New Orleans, and we've got history with that team too. Unfortunately, it's not on the good side of it. You don't have us winning any of the prime time games. It's it's ridiculous. I got us beating uh, Why can't Kansas we City. Win, in your opinion, under under the, the, the I've got us winning against Kansas City. Kansas City, come on, Kansas City. I know it's only week five, but I got us going down there winning that game. This I is, know you do. This is Drew Brees <laughs> last year. I don't think he really cares after the last. Uh, oh, I think he uh, wants another Super Bowl. I think he does, but he knows that the the refs don't like him, and they're not going to call the calls. <laughs> I think he just he goes into the season not caring. He knows he's a first round Hall of Famer. 
Well, I, I, I think there's there's gonna be no, one I tease. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be one of our toughest matchups of the season. I do think talent wise, I think we can get them. I got the W, but I got an asterisk by that by that one. Okay. Does that make it feel a little better? I do have another asterisk. But it's a W first. Okay. So we return after after losing to New Orleans. Winning. After playing New Orleans, Orleans, (laughs) we return home to play Carolina. How do you feel about that game? I think we're going to win that game. I really do. You're very predictable. (laughs) Cam Newton is coming off his surgery. Who knows how he's going to be doing. Yeah. Uh, And talent-wise, I just – I don't see anybody matching up to us. I really and truly don't. I feel like we get the win in that game. Uh, we're going to be at home, but I don't think they have enough bullets in their gun to beat us. It's it's a talent issue in that one. They have a good coach. Uh, I like yeah. I like Ron Rivera a lot. Uh, that was Riviera. Oh wait, that's the car. Okay. <laughs> I like Cam Newton a lot. I don't. I do too. I've always. Liked I don't trust their offensive system, but their defense is spectacular. Yeah, I watched Cam when he was in. Auburn, um, I've always liked Cam Newton. Yeah. Um, I don't like the way he dresses for his interviews, but it's just because <laughs> it's not my style. But talent-wise, competition-wise, man, it, it, it's, he's, it's he's hard all to, heart. It, yeah, he's all it's hard. hard to beat a guy like that on the field. Yeah. He he wants to compete. He wants to win. Um, it's going to be late in the se- season, too. I think they're going to be fighting for their lives come week 16. But I still think we get the W. I think so, too. With no asterisk. Yes. We get the W hands down. Now, week 17. I'm going to make you mad again. But I'm going to make you mad. I'm going to make slacks in Bill. I'm going to make you mad for the right reasons in this one. Because I feel like Good we're Lord. going to have our playoff position wrapped up at this point. And we're going to be resting people at Jacksonville who will have nothing to play for. So, I feel like... Jacksonville's starters probably may beat our third string week 17. Okay. Now, I'll take that if that's the that's my that's, that's the scenario that we're in. That's my scenario. Now, let me flip this to you. And if we go by my scenario where we're 15 and 0, <laughs> we're going to be fighting and, to preserve history. And your coach, you know how our head, organization you're the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts are you going to rest those players? Or are you going after the undefeated you season? You know how the Colts organization played that back in was it 07? 06, 07. Yep. Yeah, we rested people. We didn't get that perfect season, and then different GM, different coach. This is true. Different players. I don't. I. I, I think those players wanted to rest. Yes. Most, the majority of them. Versus the players we've got now, I think the players we've got now will dictate um, sitting out or not. I think they're going to want to play. I yeah. think they're going to want to uh, solidify that historic run. Mm-hmm. Well, you're expecting a lot. No, I'm a, it, <laughs> it's, considering it's, that's that's we've only had an undefeated regular season twice in NFL history. Name the teams. You know I don't want to name one of them. Okay. But, you know, Miami and, and New England. Hey, you're not supposed to say that. I said, yeah, well, that's 
It's the only teams that have had. You could have said the shithead team. You could have said the Pantyway <laughs> sons of bitches. How? Uh, uh, wow. North. You could have <laughs> said a million other things and keep it a, a kid-friendly show. Like I was just reminded with all the old wows. My apologies didn't mean... But I get worked up when you say that name. The hatred for them... I, I need professional help. Because I really, really hate that entire organization. Um, I don't give any of their players any respect. Even though they're talented and yeah. they deserve the respect. But I ain't giving it to them. I don't like them. Don't want to. <laughs> well, I, I have the Colts finishing at 11-5 and five and winning their division. Uh, I don't know if that if that puts them at home field advantage or not for next year because I, I haven't really gone through and broke down the whole schedule for everybody. Yeah, I, I haven't either. Uh, it's, that's a lot of work. We'd have to spend a, yeah, a, I'd be, a week doing all that. I'd be a whole day doing that. And – and right, but right now I can break down this team's schedule and look at the way I see it right now with, with where teams are talent wise and how travel works out. But the the one thing that I haven't considered here is injury, and that changes everything for every team. So that's where I've got them eleven and five. I think they get into the playoffs next year. I think they make a lot of noise, whether they make it to the Super Bowl and win. I don't know. I would love to see that. But I think they're they're going to be they're going to be a lot of fun to watch next year, and I think we're going to piss some other teams off. Oh, we're going to the Super Bowl, and we're going to win. We're going to be the second team in NFL history to have an undefeated season and win <laughs> Super Bowl. I like he it. He said that last year. He may have. We didn't even have this show last year. <laughs> but I, I can picture it. You were last year. <laughs> There's some other highlights on the schedule, too, I'd like to talk about. Um, September 5th is the uh, kickoff for the season. And normally, traditionally, that's the uh, uh, Super Bowl winner gets the kickoff for the season. But this year, being the 100-year anniversary of the start of the NFL, they decide to give that to their greatest rivalry with the uh, Bears and Packers. Yep. So, which I think is marketing-wise, I think it is as brilliant. Genius. Yeah, I think it's I think it's absolutely especially brilliant. having it at Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, you're starting the the hundredth season off. You're kicking off at Lambeau Field. Now, I think game-wise, I think Chicago's going to go in there and and destroy them. I don't think it's going to be a fun game to watch. But marketing-wise, for them to put the oh, put yeah. that matchup. Well, if you I look at the brilliant. you look at the players you got in there, you've got. Uh, a young upcoming quarterback, Mitch Trubisky. Because I've already started a, posi- uh, a petition that that craphead team from up north <laughs> never get any airtime on. Well, cable un- un- unfortunately, they they still get the prime time game that week. I believe I believe New England's playing. Uh, let me look real quick. It just take me a second. We got a research assistant. Oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm hogging her her fire here. I know she was about to have. Some glory over there, and you stole it from her. Yeah, you guys talk more than middle school girls do. <laughs> <laughs> What's the question? New England. Who do they have week one? And you listen like a typical woman. Wow. She's going to hit you over the head with something, Captain That's Misogynistic. Right. I got a big, thick heart. <laughs> so since I have your attention, Chris Weaver would like to say hi. Hello, Chris Weaver. Uh, Patriots are open with the Steelers. Ah, Steelers. 
I don't even know what the question was anymore. No, who 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 is New England kicking off season against at? Yeah. Oh, okay. At New England for the for their kickoff, and I think it's it's a Sunday night game. It's it's prime time. <clears throat> but the the Bears and Packers game that the the opening week of the season I think is great. You've got like I said, you got an upcoming quarterback Mitch Trubisky. You've got a living legend in Aaron Rodgers facing off against each other. Uh, Khalil Mack on one side of the ball. I mean, he's a wrecking crew. God, I wish we could have picked him. Oh, he's oh. Can't say enough about that guy. I bet you I, every team in the NFL. I don't know. The Chicago Bears are saying, "Son of a, yeah, trying to get him." Well, I'm, I'm sure Oakland. Oakland, want, in the back of their mind, still wishes they had. I know they wanted a lot. For I say them. Oakland, I, the Raiders. Yeah, I don't even know where they play anymore. Vegas. I think they're heading to Vegas. Yeah. Arizona, or South Dakota, or something like that. I don't know. We got some other important games during the season too. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is returning to New York week two against the Jets. So I'm sure he'll get a warm welcome when he comes back. Well, now that you brought up OBJ, what do you think about the Browns coming here uh, during training camp and, and doing the oh, scrimmage? I, I totally want to go. I, I want to go. We, we would like to go and, <laughs> and check that out. I think it's going to be great. Uh, well, let's – you know what? Let's have a D-line day. Out of training camp. I'd love to. Get everybody that listens to us. Let's get everybody that watches us. Let's get everybody that comments. Everybody that, you know, calls in the show. And that's one thing we haven't done yet. We haven't let yeah, somebody call in yet. No, you want to take a call? Hey, you know what? Let's do that. If you're watching. Call in. Call into the show. Please. And let us know what your thoughts on getting everybody together and all of us fans from the D-Line Sports Show, go out to training camp, watch the practice. Because it's probably going to be a Saturday, isn't it? Uh, the the practice, I couldn't tell you yet. I yeah, the schedule, the schedule for that ain't out. But I, I'm sure that the practice, the scrimmage is going to be on a Saturday. Um, Tony, is the number listed? Can you put that up on the screen, please? Yeah. We actually did have a couple of really good questions in there. You guys. All right. Why okay. Tony's doing that? What's well, your questions? job to interrupt us and tell us? <laughs> Do your job, woman. No, you guys are rabid. Well, that's <laughs> okay. besides the point. You All still right. have to do your job. Um. So Eric commented that Andrew Luck has actually only one win in a season opener since he started. If he's starting. Fascinating. Did you research that to no, double check his? Comments in here. Yeah, but you got to check those stats out. It's a comment from a viewer. You have to pay attention to your viewers, Pat. We do, but we got to make sure they're <laughs> spitting out accurate information. But I know Eric; he he knows his stuff, so I'll I'll accept it. Rusty would like to know if Dexter Lawrence would be a good first round pick for the Colts. Oh my God! First of all, don't ever mention Rusty. Okay, De- Dexter again. Lawrence. Because uh, he needs some WD-40, so he's not so rusty. No, actually, Rusty is the creator of Colts Bleed Blue page. Oh. That allows us to, to post I like all that. our stuff on there. So Rust, And I, I got to meet Rusty a couple weeks ago down in Bloomington. Uh, super, super fun guy. Uh, his wife and daughter came. We went to B-Dubs and talked some football. And he got the sweetest little daughter ever. <laughs> it, it was a fun, fun day. 
But you know what? That's what's great about us Colts fans. We we meet each other all over the place, and none of us are that internet stalker people. You know what I mean? <laughs> you actually get to meet some really really cool fun people, and that's what I love about doing what we do. Um, what was Rusty's question? Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence. Yes, if we can get Dexter Lawrence. Got to get him now. Will I take? Will I take him over Tolly? Will I take him over Wilkins? Man, it's they're all so close. And see, I think I don't know. I, don't I, th- know I think if it I've comes down a particular favorite over one or the other. I think it comes down to taste and and what what you like. Um, with the defense that we run, I feel like if you have to, I think Dexter Lawrence would be a good fit. But if you have to choose Dexter Lawrence over who? I mean, is Clellan Farrell available at that pick? Is Christian Wilkins available at that pick? Is Ed Oliver available at that pick? I mean, you've got to really weigh these things. These are, these are other I, defensive okay, linemen. Say if all those people are there. If all those people take, are take there. Take out the variable, and you know what? You got, you got to pick anybody that you wanted. Which were you taking? Well, if the Colts got to pick anybody they wanted with that twenty, with the twenty-six pick, and everybody was available at the everybody. twenty-six pick, yeah, it, let's make it apples against apples rather than apples against oranges. Let's say defensive tackles. Okay. If the Colts could pick a defense tackle that would fill in and do whatever they needed, I think you go with Quinnen Williams first. Quinnen Williams is a. He's a beast. Out of Alabama. Yeah, he's yeah. he's tough. Uh, I, I would take him before I would Dexter Lawrence. I would take Ed Oliver before I would Dexter Lawrence. Him and Christian Wilkins are more of a toss-up because, again, I think this is more of a – they're even more apples versus apples than I tell you putting, what, don't take, don't, putting Williams in there. Don't leave out uh, totally out from Notre Dame. He's he's, he's got, more to me. He's more of a utility lineman than than those guys. Look who we just got from Notre Dame, Quentin Nelson. Mm-hmm. Quentin Nelson played with this guy. Quentin Nelson knows what his locker room yeah. is. He knows what his attitude is. And I guarantee you, Chris Ballard has went and talked many times with Quentin Nelson about this guy because this guy is big. He's strong. He's fast. He's talented. Now, is he the 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 cream of the crop, not by stat wise. Well, no. here's the thing, though. But we don't get we get more than one pick in the draft, right? But I'm talking to answer Rusty's question, yeah. Um, and to lay more onto yours, what you were saying, I would not I would not take that out because Chris Ballard has made it abundantly clear that he's building a, that culture in the locker room first. Yeah. You know, if somebody is reporting that this guy over here, he's, you know, he's a little hard-headed, he doesn't do this, he, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I don't like, that, he's, him I don't like that he puts his, his left sock on before his, he puts his, his right sock on. His raw talent over his locker room yeah. condition. I think Chris Ballard would do that. Well, and, and, and to, answer, to answer that question, to just answer – their talents are going to be fairly yes. equal once they get on the field. Because you can only be so strong. You can only be so fast. If you don't have a nose for for the football in that position, you're screwed anyways. Most of it's here. 
in here. Right. More than it is here. Right. I agree. One, especially uh, at that position. Yes. We and know, and, we know and, this quite well. That's why this. But to answer his question, it's called D line sports. We lived <laughs> it. We know it. We slept it. De- Dexter Lawrence, to me, he's a he's a in this draft, he is a top five interior defensive lineman. I'll agree. Whenever. Top five. So if we were to get Dexter Lawrence, I wouldn't be angry. No, I th- I think he would be a solid pick. Oh, definitely. I got one more. Harvey Jackson would like to know what you think T. Y. Hilton's future is looking like. Is it time for him to go ahead and retire? Oh no. No, no. no. He, he's got another three years with us, Carvey. I, I, I think so. I'd even ask a question like that. Question. I'm talking to Carvey. I, I think I think T. Y. Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> Typical female. I think, no, think everything's about you, don't you? Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> I I think. No. I think T.Y. finishes his career as, as an Indianapolis Colt. I don't think uh, he's he's going to be heading down the road anytime soon. How many when, years does he have left on his contract? Is he down to <laughs> his last two years on this contract? I'm I'm not positive. It's two or three years. But I, I, I think he still signs another another contract with the Colts, now it being a one-year or two-year deal, maybe a three-year deal. We'll see. I think T.Y. Hilton's still got a lot of gas in the tank. I do, too. If if you look at him on the field when he's running, you're not hearing anyone saying, man, I think he's lost a step, or, man, we really don't have to worry about dropping the safety deep against this guy, or we don't have to worry about giving him a big cushion with a corner. We can press him and we're fine. With this guy, if you put a press on T.Y. Hilton and you don't get a hand on him, it's six points. It's six points. There's well. Let me ask you this: Who who had the most yards from receivers last year? From for us, it was no. definitely him. For the NFL, period. I couldn't tell you. Ty. I mean, he are you got, are you sure? Are you sure it wasn't DeAndre Hopkins? Yes. I'll make a bet with you. Loser picks his nose and eats it. I'm not picking your nose and eating it. Not my nose. Your nose. <laughs> No, I'm not eating a booger. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> Still nothing. No, Mike. Well, okay, so he had a five-year contract extension in 2015. So that puts him. So he's still 20. So he's so got, got one he's, more year. Yeah, another year. I, I, another year. Definitely, he signs another contract. With I his, think so, and, and probably it'd probably out. be a, it'd probably be a three or four-year deal. Yeah, finishes out his career. That's our I, thoughts. I, hey. He's easily to me. He's. Easily a top ten wide receiver in the NFL. Name nine more that are better than he him. He did get hurt a couple times last season. Name nine if more he got, receivers. If he got that are hurt again, they might be. You know, Carvey might be right. They might be looking at. You know, hey, you're getting up there in age. You can't take the hits like you used to. I'm challenging Carvey it's, now to put nine receivers in front of T. Y. Hilton. He's made of porcelain. I don't believe so. Oh come on. What? It might be an opinion. I don't know. It might be fact. I don't know. He only done it once. <laughs> T.Y. Hilton's small. He, that's always he been his knock. And so was Marvin Harrison. He was. And, and Marvin Harrison had longevity in this game because he knew how to get down real fast and not take those big hits. And T.Y. Hilton hasn't taken the big hits so far either. If you look at all of his injuries, it's all, con- it's all non-contact stuff. He, he took a big one last year. He took a pretty, pretty big one last year. 
questions um, uh, somebody asked are you going to any games this year as many as I can get to <laughs> which I don't have season tickets so it's if, a week to week thing anybody that really likes our show would like to give us season tickets so we could go to the games and then talk about it we would love you forever we love you a long time I mean we're going to love you guys anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, it calls. We didn't get nobody called. Tony, did you get the number up on the screen? All right. Well, we got we got a couple of people. Chris, give us a call. Numbers on the screen. Ask any question that you want, as long as it's about football or sports. If you ask about politics, I'm hanging up. If you ask about we Game of Thrones, we could probably answer them though. I'm hanging up. You don't like Game of Thrones? I love Game of Thrones, <laughs> but I hate when people mix things this is a sports show we talk about sports don't bring politics in it regardless of what my opinion no, no are game, or what no your game opinions of thrones are, no game of thrones though it, no it, okay killing dragons and <laughs> is not a sport well i guess spoiler it, i guess it spoiler died. spoiler all the dragons died <laughs> pat paul says hi oh my phone started ringing i thought that was somebody calling in Oh, sorry. I, I mean, as, as, as far as looking at the... As, Anybody want to call in? Now's the time. Are you sure the number's on the screen? It is. It is. Can you see it fine? Because I can't see it. I can see it. Yeah, it's up there. 317-941-7846. Did you hear that, Chris? You're going to reply to his comment. We also have some. One seven. <clears throat> what was it? Nine four one. Nine four one. Seven eight four six. Seven eight four six. We also have some interesting uh, Thanksgiving Day games this year. We got three slated for this season. We had three last season, didn't we? Yeah, I think it's becoming a tradition that the Falcons get in on this, and they're in on it again this year. Oh, yeah. did you look at that? And make sure your mic's to the thing. Or close. There you go. But make sure you can still be heard. D-Line Sports. What's going on? Who are we talking to? Paul. What's happening, buddy? Cool. Love it. How, how does it sound so far? You're our first caller. You, well, you're going to have to take the questions here. Well, go ahead and field us a question, Paul. Uh, I don't know very many. I mean, I've been watching my job get their asses kicked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, our paces are the same way, bud. Yeah, but your paces are getting blown out by 30-plus points. Well, last night we had a 12-point lead going into the fourth quarter and only scored 12 points in the fourth corner. So I would call that a blowout. Nice. Wow. Who do you have us losing to? The only ones that I'm really worried about are the, uh, the Chiefs. Definitely 
professional, Paul. Real professional, buddy. think about our first game of the season, Paul, with the Chargers? Good point. contract and we part ways it's it's very very possible but coming off the injury um, and only having a couple games under his belt last season it that diminishes his value uh, quite a bit. Well, and and I've got something to say about that too. Uh, tra- trade value in the NFL isn't isn't nearly what it is like, say, in the NBA or even Major League Baseball. So, if you're talking about trade value for a second string tight end at this point in his career, who's injury prone, I think if you get a third or a fourth round pick for him, you're going to be very fortunate. Okay. 
Trade both? Well, what do you want for him? We got we got to have a solid end, because um, the end is such a big part of our offense. Well, let's let's look at the the, the trade structure in the NFL. Let's let's say we want to package Doyle and Jacoby Brissett. First of all, you got to look at teams that are going to need a quarterback. In the oh, time. he said Brissett. I thought he said Ebron. No. Okay, Doyle and Brissett. Okay. So you're talking about, okay, first, you're looking at teams that need quarterbacks. So that that leaves you with, what, uh, Washington, Denver. Miami. Uh, Miami. Maybe Tampa Bay. New maybe. York. Yeah, I mean. Who? Who? Yeah, he did have surgery last season. Yeah, at the end of the season. He's he's on recovery right now from shoulder surgery. I believe it was a, a labrum. I went and seen him and visited him with some flowers. <laughs> <laughs> now, to, to get back to the uh, the question about Brissett and Doyle, if, if you package those two guys and you want to send them to one of those teams, what are you, what are you going to get in return? Are you looking for draft picks? Are you looking for – Player exchange. Player exchange, because if if you're looking at the teams that need that, is there anybody that's worth that? You know, it would have to be draft picks at that point. And again, I don't think you get much value, even with Brissett packaged with it. Maybe a they'll have to they'll throw in a second rounder. They're not going to give you a first though. Most teams will not give up their first round unless it's just a generational type player. That is a good question, and it's it. And believe it or not, it's got good possibilities. Well, here's here's a fun one to throw at you. That's going to make a lot of people growl. Uh, <laughs> Jacoby Brissett back in New England. <laughs> but think about teams. Think about teams that are going to need that quarterback in the future. And I I'm know going to, you never I, want to. You never want to do that deal. It, but he knows their system. It's a. It's it would a, make sense to send him there. It is now a goal of mine to extract that word out of your vocabulary. <laughs> Tell him, Carvey. Tell him. That's fantastic. Hey, man, what did you think about the idea of everybody getting together and going out to training camp? Why? Why are you getting married? Well, if she's your best friend, you don't have to marry her. (laughs) 
a oh, what? Well, you're gonna you're gonna have to have a Colts wedding, buddy. All right. Well, hey, we'll try. Hey, we'll talk later, and we'll try to put something together for uh, the training camp so we can all go out and um, see the Brown scrimmage. Throw some pickle juice at Odell. <laughs> All right, thanks, Garvey. That was cool. That, Isn't that, that fun? That was a good call. I like that. Yeah. That's fun. Um, I've talked with Carvey quite a bit on, the, on, on these pages. And last year at the Combine, uh, he came out and we got to meet and, and spend the day together and got to talk to Eric Ebron together and had a real good, fun time. Another call. You want to take one more? All right. Line, line three. <laughs> D-line sports. Hey, how's it going, Eric? Personally, I don't think Jacobs will fall that far. Uh, in my mock draft, I had him going at 22 to Seattle. Uh, I think he's he's talented, and I think the Colts could use some help. But after picking up Jai, um having Marlon Mack, and the human Swiss Army knife with uh, Naheem Hines, and even Jordan Wilkins, I don't, I don't know if they're going to go first round after a, a running back, especially one from Alabama after uh, some trouble we had with the last one. But <laughs> I, I, I think that's a great question. I don't think running back is not a need, but I think we have things that are probably more pressing than that. Also, something to think about too, Eric, is the deception is always at play coming up to the draft. Uh, teams bring in players all the time to make the other teams think that they're really, really interested in this guy. And they think if you're interested in him, they should be too. And they're picking before you, so they're going to pick this guy so you don't get him. Uh, deception is big time right now. 
Now, is that the case? I don't know. Only Chris Ballard's going to be able to answer that question. But I'm saying don't throw it out of the algorithm in that case because Chris Ballard has said on multiple, multiple occasions that the backfield is sound. He loves Mac. He loves Hines. He's not doing anything but going forward with his guys that he has. Now, if he falls down to a, a second-round pick that we have, do we pick him up? If you've got everybody else that you want, why not? The kid, He's definitely talented. He's definitely worth it. I feel like if you look at the Colts team, the way it's structured now, the the least group of need we have right now, obviously, is quarterback. Then offensive line. But after that, is it possible it's running back? I mean, is it? I, I I think it's an opinion, but I I think that we have a we have a solid, not great set of running backs. I think we go with a receiver before we go with. A, a running back. I would agree with that. I think we need yeah, depth at that position. No, that's that's a solid opinion. That's a solid opinion. I, I think I think you've got a good point there. Um, I think personally, by the time the Colts get to pick at twenty six, uh, if you look at my draft, uh, the the really strong edge rushers that are in this draft are going to be gone. So that's why I went with uh, an interior guy. Uh, the Colts still need help up front, and I think he would really help Darius Leonard and uh, the other Colts linebackers be able to flow free and, and actually make them better players. So I feel like that would be a, a good enhancing. Definitely. If you're interior and outs, keep those linebackers clean. Yeah. Oh, my God. It is so yeah. hard to put a game plan against that. Well, it's, it's like putting Quentin Nelson in front of Andrew Luck would be the same thing as putting a Christian Wilkins in front of Darius Leonard. True. So. Yeah, I agree. I, and I, I like Simmons a lot. But, again, I just didn't have him making it to the Colts. I had him going to – well, yeah, I had him going to Philadelphia. It'd be just because he felt like a Philadelphia guy. But the reason he felt like a Philadelphia guy is because he can play the run and he can play the pass from the interior. He's a good defensive tackle. He's very solid. And if I, I think if we had the opportunity to pick him, I don't know if I would pick him in front of Wilkins for us. But I think he would he would be a solid pick also. This year's draft is really really tough. It's I mean it's it's very deep along the defensive front seven, and that makes it to me makes it even tougher. Yeah, because now you're you're crossing hairs between this guy and this guy and this guy. 
Most drafts, you don't have to do that when it comes to the defense. Yeah. But this year, it's really, really tight race. Yeah. I think that's that's fairly accurate. I've got a lot possible. Yeah, I've, I think I've got five wide receivers going in the first round. But other than that, uh, I'm not. I don't have a whole lot of faith in the quarterback class this, this year. Uh, the running back class to me is very average. I don't think that they're uh, horrible. I just think they're just very average. Uh, defensive backs even this year. There, you've got a a few really strong ones, but then after that, I think there's a big fall off. Yeah, yeah. Is he is he more of a, a box safety kind of a uh, Landon Collins type? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I haven't got a whole lot of time to, to watch him. I, I know the name. I know, I know who, he, who he played for. Oh, we got, we got all kinds of new people on the show this morning. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be disappointed with them getting a safety either. Clayton Gathers is aging. Uh, Matthias Farley, to me, he's, a, he's an average safety, but he's, he's, he's solid. Uh, Malik Hooker hasn't proven why we picked him in the first round to me yet, but I think he has potential. He hasn't peaked, but he, I think this year he will. I hope so. I, if he can stay really injury-free, it would go a long way. I'm a big fan of hookers. I mean, hooker. <laughs> yeah, I I, I think there's a good chance of that. Most definitely. Yep. Hey, you got your uh, draft pick in for the competition? I did, I did. Um, I don't know. You want to give everybody another week to get their uh, draft, their mock draft in? I would love to let them go ahead and go all the way up till next Wednesday. All right. Coach called it. Next Wednesday at what time? Let five o'clock. Five. All right. For to win that.
I didn't hear him. I, could you repeat the question? It's in week six. Yeah, they lost the Super Bowl that year. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, yeah, they did. Miami. Miami. <laughs> Miami. Connecting the dots, baby. I love it. <laughs> I like it. In, informed fan. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you're saying that if we go running back in the first round this year, we go to the Super Bowl? Fantastic. That was a great call. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, Eric. All right, you guys. So to win this. Eric Ebron signed mini Colts helmet. Double signed. Double signed. Um, you put in your first round mock drafts. Um, either put it in this thread or any thread that D-Line Sports has. Um, we'll get it calculated. DM it to me or DM it to Coach Swoops. Um, and then whoever has the most picks right, regardless if a team moves up or down, uh, team that the pick goes to doesn't matter. Just the pick in that spot. Yes. One, two, three, four, five. Player versus pick. Right. Whoever win, has the most um, wins that. If there's a tiebreaker, we're going to play rock, paper, scissors. If there's any other questions past that, um, I get to be the judge because it's my helmet. And I am <laughs> in, this, in this competition because I want to win my helmet back. But you've got until Wednesday, next Wednesday. What's the date next Wednesday? 24th. The 24th at 5 o'clock to get your picks in. Now, next week, um, we're, the show's not going to start until around 8 o'clock. The yeah, same time the NFL draft starts. Because we want to center this uh, next week's show completely around the draft. We're going to stay live through the entire draft. For the first round. Yeah, just for the first round. <laughs> uh, you know, this old fella got to get, get his sleep. I don't even call it beauty sleep no more because that shit don't work. But, uh, yeah, just for the first round. So, next week's show is going to be um, through the entire uh, first round. We're going to calculate scores. Hopefully, we'll have a winner. We'll know who the winner is Fantastic. by the end of the first round. But you've got until Wednesday – at 5 o'clock to get your, your first-round mock drafts in to win that helmet. We're going to have some fun. Uh, we're going to take in, take in a lot more calls next week because we're not bringing in notes. We're not, we're not scheduling anything else to talk about in the show but the draft, the draft picks, the teams. Um, there's only one team that we will not talk about because we do not care about them. We all know who that is. Who, Don't we, Coach? Who is it? Coach Poops. <laughs> That's your name for every time you, you, you say their name. Fantastic. You get Coach Poops. <laughs> Anyways, anything else you want to hit on? We've, we've been on here a yeah. while today. This was, yeah. this was a fun show. Yeah, we had a, 
had a lot of good talk about the the masters the nfl scheduling good callers that thank you guys for calling in that's fun ain't it yes that was we do i we do have to have, get a better uh call-in system i'm looking into a couple different things besides just a phone and a speaker coming through <laughs> um i think there's some programs that we can download on the computer where they can call through um i am researching some of that um but give me a little bit of time. Got a little bunch of other responsibilities that I have to perform. Oh, adulting. I, I know. Well, we're buying a house. Yes. Well, she said we. Damn, is this show paying you that much already? <laughs> wow. Expectations, man. You said they're going 16 and 0. That means the show's going to blossom also. Boom, baby. <laughs> and we're winning the Super Bowl. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, we didn't get to a couple topics. We didn't get to the NBA playoffs. We didn't get to the NHL playoffs. Nah. We didn't talk nothing about baseball. Nah. We like football here. We are a football family. Yes. Sure. All right. Let's call it a night. You done, Coach? I am done. Miss Christian, you done? Mr. Tony, you done? You ready to go and play some Fortnite? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Fortnite, I need some friends on Fortnite. Wait a minute. This isn't about sports. We can't talk about that no, here. It is sports. Oh, it is she sports. Said Fortnite it. is competition. It's esports. It's esports. Right, so watch your mouth, woman. Watch it. We have a special esports correspondent down the table from me. Oh, we do. We most definitely do. He's a, he, he's a professional streamer. Burgeoning geeks everywhere. I oh, love it. Love it. I, I love anyways, it. Anyways, if you want to find me on Fortnite, I'm burning bet. Capital <laughs> Capital Burn, lowercase n, capital bet. Find me on Fortnite. Let's get some doves. Because <laughs> Tony won't play with me no more because I'm trash. But <laughs> So I need some new friends. He was my only friend. Sorry. And he won't play with me. I'm sorry. I'm not. I, I'm really trash, so <laughs> I don't blame him. But anyways, you guys, we had an awesome, fun show today. Love talking to you guys. Love that we got the phone systems working, that you guys calling in, get more people interactive. Um, Going to have a fun, fun uh, show next week, so make sure you tell everybody. Tell your grandma, your grandpa, get them involved. Uh, we're going to sign off here for now, but you guys know the drill. Be good to each other. No drinking and driving. Calling Uber, it's a lot cheaper. Trust me. It is. And as always, go Colts. Stay classy. We all got it. <laughs>